This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Do the show, bitch! Welcome to Ben and Woods. Try to say this nicely. When you look at Ben, Paul, and me, it doesn't scream athlete. I know you fat bastards want to eat some of this. With Ben Higgins. Go to hell, pro sports. Stephen Woods. That was incredible. And Paul Rindo. All right. Get ready, tier ones. Oh. It's Ben and Woods. Finally the chance for somebody to get on and do some good sports talk radio. On 97.3 The Fan. Good morning, everybody. Do the show, bitch. Halfway home on a Monday. Heavy Monday so far. Good Lord. A little bit. A little bit. <sighs> how you guys doing? Great. Good. Ben, how you doing? I'm good. I made deviled eggs yesterday for the first time in my life. Tell us about that. Tell me about your deviled egg experience. It's delicious. I now so I'm in a weird situation where and there's no point of me really doing any cooking because Shelly is such an amazing cook i'm good at like reheating things and i can help in the kitchen but i don't take charge of any of the you know the items i don't make really the you know fancy things for myself i'm you know that's just not what i do but we had these uh leftover hard-boiled eggs from costco and i go i hate wasting things you know i like to use everything that's in the fridge i thought boy deviled eggs would be good but shelly wasn't home so i called her and said how how do you make deviled eggs i know i kind of know the general principle but she said, I don't really have a recipe. It's just a little, you know, dry mustard, a little mayo. You mix the yolks in, add some spices, maybe some herbs on top. They're kind of a beating to make. It was it was a little bit like, but they turned out great, and they were delicious. How many did you put down? Um, three. That's it? Well, Plus three. Three full. Full. So, so six. Six halves. I made eight, and I saved two for someone else. That's the, child's play, by the way. Is that not many? That's child's play. That's, 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 well, the, the Costco that's packs a, came buddy. in the four eggs, so I made I made all eight halves. And then I could eat four of those, and then I ate two more, of course. They were really good. Though. Did you see my uh, tweet last night? Uh, with Bo? No. Well, no. that one was yeah. funny. 
But I was putting him to bed last night, and um, and we were having this really nice father son conversation, and uh, I told him, you know, how proud I was of him. Uh, he was so good playing ball, and just a pretty good kid all weekend, and just really sweet and cuddly and nice. And and I just said, buddy, sleep tight. I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And he says to me. You just spit in my eye. <laughs> and he starts rubbing his eye. And I'm like... Gross, Dad. All right. Good night, pal. I'll see you uh, tomorrow. No, no, love you the, too, Dad. Thank no, you so much, Dad, no, for coaching my no. t-ball team and he did tell everything me, you do. He did tell me yesterday. spit in my eye. We were watching Sandlot, and he was cuddled up next to me. He just looked at me and goes, you're the best dad I ever. And oh. it just kills me every time. And oh. then, of course, Hannah goes... Ah, 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 ah. Uh-uh. And I said, it's not about you right now. It's about me and the fact that I am, in fact, the best dad ever. So um, I did say you uh, signed up for a meal prep service. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. You weren't the only one doing some cooking yesterday, uh, Benjamin. We signed up finally for a uh, some sort of, it's just planning. It's the, the cooking and the execution. I've got hours in the day. Did they send you the ingredients, yep. though, that you need? Yep. And the recipes? The and- recipes, everything you need. And we, Hannah and I got together last week. We picked out exactly what we wanted. Okay, let's try this. Uh, ooh, delicious chicken and mashed potato. Okay, we'll do that, that, that. It's great. We picked them all out. And they sent us the box, and we put them in the fridge. And so last night was the first night, and I was cooking this uh, panko-crusted chicken, mashed potatoes, and corn. Looked phenomenal. Tasted phenomenal. Problem was, they only sent two potatoes about the size of a golf ball. And I'm looking at my family of four, and I'm like... This is going to be an issue. So I posted a picture of... To make did you forget potatoes. to add that we have four human beings? No, I, I actually pay for three because kids can yeah. split, right? So I pay for three. So I'm like, in, in what world will this feed a family of, of four or even three? And a guy wrote back, he goes, in Larry King voice, how did you lose all the weight? Yeah, <laughs> portion control, I guess. But How did you gain all the weight? I, um, I, I made it last night. I've already canceled this service. This is not going to be the one for us. No, nope. it's just not. I got to figure it out. It's every night the anxiety of, what do you want? I don't care. What do you want? Uh, I don't care. So let's eat something healthy. Okay. Well, what about chicken? No, I don't really want chicken again. So what do you want? Well, I want salmon. Well, I don't eat salmon. So what else? Well, the kids won't eat fish anyway. So what about? And it's just, I, you can only make so much Benny Hanna style stir fry on the griddle before you get sick of making Benihana style stir fry on the griddle. And uh so we're at a we're at a, a loss. I well, just, it's especially tough when you're you know trying to eat healthy as well. Yeah, yeah it's, very, I mean, it's very tough. I called my buddy yesterday. If you can throw in, you know, oh, we're going to make mac and cheese oh, today. Oh, yes. You know, it makes things a lot easier. So but Hannah then starts, when you're trying to eat healthy, it really really becomes a tough decision every night. So dude, She's looking at one that's nearby us, and it's a meal prep type deal. And she's like, I'm like, all right, let me. what's that one? Read it off to me. She's like, all right, well, we could get pot pies with cheddar biscuits. I'm like, yes, sounds amazing. Who wouldn't sign up for that? Okay. Oh, this one is a smothered pork chop with gravy, mashed potatoes. I'm like, babe, sign me up. I'm all in, but we can't eat this way. Like, we don't want to eat this way. But you and me, it's not just on her. I can't just eat a chicken breast and broccoli every night. You get it gets old, it gets tired. So, man, and then with the kids and what they want, it's just getting it's so overwhelming that every night I just get panicked. I'm fully, fully panicked at about four fifteen. I'm like, what am I going to make, and how am I going to make it, and for whom is going to eat it? 
you know, it just, it's killing me. So I'm now looking at other services. I know there are some people out there, hey, just eat the same chicken breast and if broccoli it, if I lived every alone, single night. If I lived you alone, do that. no you problem. Do that? Zero. None. You don't no need problem. any variety. I'm the same way. No yeah. problem. It's the fact that there are three other mouths in there that I, I got to. I can do like some sort of a grilled chicken breast, rice, and a veggie, veggie. every Sold. single day. And then Hannah will be like, oh, I can do that too. And I'm like, all right. So it's day three of that. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then I also am like, oh, if you, yeah, let's just get a pizza. Like we're, it's a bad, it's a bad influence. So uh, we're at a, we're at a loss. But yeah, they, they sent us, man, I, I meal prepped. One spoonful of mashed potatoes that I divvied out between the four of us. Like two new potatoes Hannah, worth of mashed potatoes. Hannah was in there rubbing finger around the bowl, rubbing it on her gums and stuff. I'm like, hey, like, like it was terrible. This is terrible. I'm at a loss. Well, you look great. So. Oh, thank you. I feel fantastic. I look like Big Ed, apparently. No neck Ed. So. That's hence the meal planning and preparatory services. Got a giveaway coming up in a couple of minutes here. Guess what it is? Sam Hunt. No, oh. no. Dirk Bentley. Oh, Dirk Bentley. Yeah, we got, liner, we got some liner, con- country music tickets to give away here in a couple of and minutes. And why shouldn't we? <laughs> why shouldn't we? You know we? what? Sports fans and country music fans do cross paths. They do? But you know what else There's does? a crossover. Sports tickets to give away also would be an idea. Well, we're going to give away some Dirk Bentley tickets cool. for the uh, North Island Credit sports. Union Amphitheater on August 18th in just a couple of minutes. All right. So. Stand by for your chance uh, chance to win momentarily. Are John and Tammy at Quezon giving away Padres spring training tickets? Because then that would make some sort of sense to me. I mean, you're you're trying to a little synergy across promotion the building. Not really. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all kind of competing, so it's fine. Anyway, Dirk Bentley coming up, coming up in just a second. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the. The pitch clock. We heard Blake Snell's comments on it. You've heard. Um, there's a number of other people. Lance Lynn is one of the many who have said this weekend they like like the pitch clock. Bob Melvin kind of saying it, but they do feel like there needs to be a late game exception or adjustment. It's the one thing you're hearing a lot from Major League Baseball players after about a week and a half now of pitch clock games. A lot of guys have already gotten used to it. There's only basically like one point, I think 1.4 violations per game. Really pretty low number when you think about the number of pitches in a game, probably 250 to 300 pitches between the two teams in every single game, and have only one violation per like 300 pitches is a very low rate. So pitchers have, for the most part, they're adjusted. They're getting it done. But there's a lot of baseball players who do say, we don't want a game to be decided on one of those calls, on a big like you saw with the Red Sox and the Braves sure. that first weekend where, hey, the bases are loaded, the, the count is full, and you don't want it to be decided because a batter wasn't looking up at the pitcher with eight seconds or the pitcher took an extra one second to throw a pitch. It's a good point because here's the thing, and, and I, I, you know Blake Snell referenced it, and he didn't like it. I don't know why he didn't like it. He pitched great, and I think it would dramatically help him, but I understand it's about being comfortable out there. When you are, in fact, an elite athlete, and that is a Cy Young winner, um, you know, slow start. Notwithstanding, Blake Snell is an elite, elite pitcher in this league, Ben. He has some of the best stuff in baseball. I want Blake Snell as comfortable as he can possibly be. For the pitchers to go up there and go, all right, I got 20 seconds. I can get that done. This engagement rule, though, this engagement rule sucks. It just sucks. For uh, And, again, 
That is umpire discretion, right? No, 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 no discretion no. whatsoever is for it, the umpires. So they have a time. It's eight. They have eight seconds to look up. It, when the clock says eight seconds, so if there's a runner on base, they, they have need twelve to be seconds. Staring if there's at no the runner pitcher. on base, there's seven seconds. They have to be in the box and attentive to the pitcher with eight seconds to go. Or who who notifies them? The umpire will say that's a strike on you because you're not ready. Okay. How does the okay question? So and, walk me through this because you say there's right. no discretion. Yeah. I mean, the umpire has to make the call. Right. But Hold they're on. not. So I, you're in the box. I'm the umpire. I'm behind you. I now know how attentive you are. That feels like discretion. I guess that I guess are, there could be here. some gray area, but you have to be looking at the pitcher. But I'm here. I'm getting ready. I kind of look down, make sure my feet are where I need to be. That's discretion to me. That's the umpire saying, "No, no, no, no. You're not locked in enough. No, dude. This is how I hit. I look at my feet. I look at the second baseman to avert my eyes from." The release, whatever, whatever it may be. It feels like that one to me is weird. We've got 20 seconds. I got 20 seconds to throw this ball. You've got to stay in the box for... Well, if the pitcher's ready, the batter has to be ready as well. And we saw Justin Verlander try to use that to sure. his advantage. Was it Scherzer? Oh, no, Scherzer, Scherzer. you're right. Yeah. Max Scherzer, Scherzer used that to his advantage. Hold, 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 one second left, deliver. Yeah, or he you know, he basically unnerved the batter enough where the batter used his one timeout. Got his timeout. And then he got back in the box, and then Scherzer threw it instantly. Yeah. Like right away. Like manip- Smart. Manipulating the clock, and we may see more pitchers do that. To, and I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, the pitchers are the ones who are shouldering more of the burden here. So why not? If they can make it work for them and use it to their advantage by manipulating a little bit of the clock and, and forcing the batters to be uncomfortable, why wouldn't you do that? Counterpoint. Are the pitchers shouldering the majority of the burden? It feels like for them it's very black and white. 20 seconds. That feels extremely black and white. For the hitter now it's 12 seconds or 8 sec. You have 12 seconds to get ready. You better be ready with 8 seconds. I feel like the more of the burden... Is I feel like it's always on the hitter because I, I don't know. I mean, the hitter's one job is to be ready to hit. That's always been their job. That's still your job. When the pitcher is pitching the ball, you have to be ready. Well, to what's hit the it. pitcher's one job? The pitcher be ready to pitch. Yes, but oftentimes the pitcher, you know, likes to go at their own pace. Well, so they does the hitter. Step off. So the hitter likes to step out, collect sometimes, himself, yeah. and go sometimes and say, "All right, uh, he just went fastball away." Where's he going now? Hang on. Uh, I know it's Max Scherzer. He throws a slider. He's going to jam me in, or is he not? Like, it's also a guy throwing 97 with wicked movement, and you're telling me I just got to stand there with my bat and go, I'm not moving. I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, it's, it, feels like it feels like there's an equal burden. It, there does. And then one point Bob Melvin made. I was going to say, ahead, just Paul. on Scherzer, did you see uh, the tweet that Robert Hassel III sent and mm. then deleted? No. No, on Bobby Barrels. called out Max Scherzer. Uh, That's Ballsy. Got it here. John Brazen. Boy. John Boy talking baseball. They tweeted out with the video of Scherzer talking and said, Max Scherzer wants umpires to be a little more lenient when it comes to the pitch clock. And Bobby Barrels quote tweeted it. Again, this has now been deleted. Quote tweeted and said, how about throw the ball before it hits zero like the rule says and you should be good. Ooh. Dead man. I don't know that I would poke You're not that wrong, bear. but yeah, maybe not, not toward Max Scherzer. You think Scherzer. that guy's going to forget that? Probably not. Then again, he's never going to have to. Well, he's going to have to face him probably. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, absolutely for sure. And in the division. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. My buddy Aaron tweets this or uh, DMs me. He says, "Quick pitch is still against the rules, but it's it's not." Umpires, they did say they're going to have to enforce 
by what? How are they going to do it? A with, quick, well, a quick with, pitch was always in the rules. With their what? Discretion. Yes. But that's not a new rule. That's an old rule. But you, you, can't, you can't throw a pitch when a batter is not ready, essentially. But if the batter's – I was always taught, if the guy's got both feet in the box, throw. Even if he's not looking. Yeah. But if, if I, think, I think the umpires are saying if it's not to eight seconds yet and the, you know, the batter's in the box but he hasn't looked yet, you can't just throw the pitch instantly. Hmm. I mean, well, take that to its logical extreme. So Juan Stoto walks up into the plate, puts his left foot in the box, and then the second he puts the right foot in the box, the pitch is already on its way. It's coming at 98 miles an hour. <laughs> you, haven't even, you haven't even cocked your bat back. You have to give the batter a moment to set themselves yeah, because, once they get but, in the box. But before, you know what the batter could do? Step out. Well, I mean, if they're not even looking and it's already been delivered, can you step out? You do the time. You hold your, your the, the right hand up for a right-handed hitter. Right. So give, give me time. i got to dig my spot here. Hang on. Let me get comfortable in the box. This guy's throwing 99 miles an hour. I want to be ready. I want to be comfortable. This has the potential for disaster. It just does. It, it, the games are quicker, yes, but... The potential for games again. Uh, Joe Sheehan made the, the point last week. Wait till this starts affecting betting and things like that. Where, yeah, man, it has. There is there is disaster potential in. This. And Bob Melvin made the point, and I think some other people have as well. That especially late in the game in loud stadiums, Petco Park will be one of them. That you can stadiums are loud enough that you can no longer hear like pitch calm sometimes, yeah. and fans will start manipulating. You know, the game, especially late in games against opposing teams. And you can call it home field advantage if you want, but I don't know if it's a great idea. Like the student section doing the shot clock. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Counting it down wrong, you know, screaming as loud as you can when the pitcher, when you know the pitcher and the catcher are trying to do the pitch comm and they've only got 15 seconds and they're like, I can't hear you. It's too loud in here. What, you know, is that, is that just part of the game now that, that fans can drown out the pitch clock? And do you want pitchers to have to throw a pitch so the catcher has no idea what's coming because no. the clock was about to expire and they could never get on the same, you know, wavelength as to what pitch was coming? So Bob Melvin said that may be something that needs to be addressed, especially late in games, that you can't, you can't let fans necessarily impact the outcome of the games based on how loud they are and drowning out the sound of the pitch comp. As I said, potential for disaster. I cannot. I, I cannot. Potential in- for chaos. Chaos. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, not disaster. I don't know if disaster is going to happen. If you know, there's a, a call or two that is questionable on the pitch clock over the course of a 162 game season. You say, you say that, man. You say that until you know you're a game out or or something ridiculous or some umpire's discretion because he didn't think you were actually looking at. Julio Arias, when you were in the box and the Dodgers win the game on some BS call, that's that's that's, but, that's I mean, more than chaos. Every season, there's a bunch of BS calls of, oh, in, sure. in, in every year that right. are going to affect games. That said, those won't stop. <laughs> These will be different. No, you no, know? you're yeah. adding more potential for even worse jobs by the umpires. It's just not the guys I want to put the the my my betting money. My 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 viewing eyes on uh, those guys. What do you think? Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. I know we've been talking about it a lot, but it continues to evolve as spring training continues. We'll do also, you think that they will make some adjustments before the regular season starts? I think they might. Now, baseball says it's going. This is going perfectly, essentially, for baseball. <laughs> Games are shorter. Offense is up. You know, people seem to be enjoying it more. This is exactly what they wanted, and their first inclination is no. 
Why would we we're change not changing this? it? This is exactly what we were hoping for. Maybe you maybe look at it uh, like like Joe Sheehan said in June. Look at it at the break or something in July. And if it sucks and and whatever, it needs tweaking. Tweak it then. Fire up our tier one tour of baseball spring training camps. Next up, the Kansas City Royals in the spotlight. When we come back with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety-seven three, the fan. I did promise some Dirks Bentley tickets though, so if you yeah, want to call did. in and win them. Now's the time. Uh, third caller, quick, 833-288-0973. Pair of tickets to Dirks Bentley at North Island Credit Union Amphitheater on August 18th. Tickets go on sale March 24th at Ticketmaster.com. Now back after traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Keep on pulling me under Drowning in my sorrow Eager wait, keep on crashing You say that it's over I could be over I never saw it coming Sweet California This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Fire it up. Always good. Uh, by the way, baseball, up again, baseball is a lot of things, but it isn't boring. Join Rob Bradford on his podcast, Baseball Isn't Boring. Every day, Rob takes you through the league and spotlights what makes the game fun. He talks with players, managers, GMs, and reporters, all who shine a light on America's pastime. Follow Baseball Isn't Boring in the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Someone actually asked me to try to roll my R's at the Science Expo. That actually sounds so much more like Woods trying to Does it? Do impersonate it Ben. Than it, that's actually Ben. Do it again. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> we just keep replaying that because, well, we're about to talk about the Royals. Well, so. I mean, and they also are challenging <laughs> the whole baseball isn't boring premise of that podcast. Oh, by the Royals. Because the Royals are not the most interesting team. Uh, we're going team by team, uh, Padres order of opponents. I think we're in like the middle of May right now when they'll face the Kansas City Royals. And I think the Royals are the team that a lot of people around America hope the Padres will be in about six or seven years. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> there are people that are preying on this team's downfall. It's like, I can't All right, wait. Maybe they'll win their World Series, but I want them in 2030 to be as dismal decimated, and boring <laughs> and out of contention as the Kansas City Royals. And that's the only thing what that a will make people happy. What a brilliant, brilliant point by my co-host. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't be more spot on uh, with your take than that if you see the the national media just sitting there in their offices, feet on the desk, going, looking at the sky going, how, do, how, how can they do this? How is this sustainable? How is this sustainable eight years They'll down the road? They'll all get to say, I told, told you, you so. Eight years down the road. The Padres are picked to finish last place and have no stars left and... Edward Olivares is their number five projected hitter. Well, they'll have stars left. The stars will all be in their maybe thirty nine. They'll that have point. bought out you know eighty yeah, percent of their contracts to get rid of them, and they'll have nothing left. Uh, Sal Perez will be their old guy that's still around, like he is for the Royals uh, in the center of their lineup. The rotation not much better. Brady Singer uh, is is kind of at the top, but I mean Jordan Lyles is is projected in their starting rotation. Zach Granke's back, he is but back. it's not like prime Zach Granke. No, this is... no it's not. Um, they have not gotten to at least 500 since the, so the year after they won the World Series, they went 81 and 81, and they have not been back to 500 since. Uh, 18 straight losing seasons between 95 and 2012, uh, but they won 65 games last season uh, after 74 wins the year prior to that, so... They're projected to be one of the worst six or seven teams in baseball uh, as things currently stand. So I don't know, you know, we what's the thing that we like to do with these kind of lower tier teams is, okay, I'm in Kansas City. Uh, we just want a Super Bowl, by the way, so we're feeling pretty good. But the Roy, it's Royal season. As we wait for Patrick Mahomes uh, to get back up to speed, let's go catch some games. Why am I buying a ticket to go see the Kansas City Royals? There are a couple of names, as every team has a couple of names. Bobby Witt Jr. is probably the guy, Ben. Uh, also, Vinny Pasquantino is another guy that is really, really interesting. A slugging first baseman. I like this dude a lot. The core that they are kind of working slowly to build is not that bad. It's not that bad. Bobby Witt Jr. is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Vinny Pasquantino is a blast to watch. They've got former Padre Edward Oliveras uh, been slated to be in their starting uh, lineup this Very year. Very prominently. Prominently, yes. It uh, looks like the left fielder. But, yeah, man, I mean, Kyle Isbell, real or fake? Michael Massey, <laughs> real or fake? Uh, Nate Eaton. Drew Waters. Drew Waters. Um, yeah, so the, the back end of their bullpen. So they, they made some moves, and I, I thought the moves were a little bit odd. They went out and they signed uh, Araldus Chapman who fell down some stairs and has split his lip open uh, already. His uh, Royals 
uh, tenure off to a, a rocky start. They do have a guy named Scott Barlow that's a really, really good reliever for them. Uh, they have Amir Garrett as well, so they've got these big, tall lefties that can sling it. But, you know, again, health-dependent for the back end of their bullpen. And, again, if any of those guys pitch well the first half, they're out. They're gone. Traded to a contender almost immediately for prospects. So just, I don't know, man, like, Going to a Royals game. The stadium was great. I did it last year. I highly recommend it. The fountains. Yeah, you had a good time when you went out there. If you're in the area, like, you can do a lot worse things in Kansas City than go to a Royals game. I had a blast. And I had that barbecue Reese's peanut butter sandwich, which is reason enough to go to the But as you made the point, uh, the second, you know, late July rolls around and training camp opens, the Royals will be forgotten, and that city will be focused on their Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Correct. Yeah. So. Which, Unless I mean, something shocking happens, but you'd, you'd expect the Royals to be well out of it yeah. by the time you get to the All-Star break yeah, this year. Yeah, I think they've got them pegged around 70 wins. Seems a little generous for the Royals as well. That's your Tier 1 takeover, Tier 1 tour. All right, uh, Sammy Spring Training is going to check in after the entire weekend that was in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, what Bob Melvin had to say, he talked to Blake Snell as well. Uh, we'll catch up with Sam Levitt when we return with Bennett Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. going to upset Woods, but just, you know, for the football fans out there, a little breaking news. Uh, Derek Carr signing with the New Orleans Saints. Why will that upset me? You're perpetuating you don't, the myth that I don't, don't like football. You don't want me football. to talk about football no, I don't the want start you of baseball talk season. about the Lakers. That's way different. <laughs> it's way different. I'm begging you not to talk about the Dodgers and the Lakers and the Trojans. I like football. All right, Derek don't Carr. perpetuate this myth. To the New Orleans Saints. Congratulations, Saints fans. Wouldn't, they didn't trade for him. I know you're very happy. Let the Raiders release him, and now they just signed him. So smart, they got, they smart got, business. Got their Derek Carr in the long run. This hour in Bennett Woods, brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Visit 5-HourEnergy.com. Remember, college, 5-Hour Energy got you through. The energized feeling you relied on back then still works today. Rediscover 5-Hour Energy. It'll get you through again. Visit 5-HourEnergy.com. Sammy Spring Training is kind of our energy from Peoria. Uh, every morning he's been joining us and is set to join us again after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. And joining us now in the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is our pal Sammy Spring Training. And if you are a, if you're a business owner and you're listening to this program and you've always wondered, does radio advertising work? I think the proof is right here on the line with us. It's uh, Sammy Spring Training who now... Has a new moniker. We've been saying Sammy Spring Training, and now people 
out in Peoria are now referring what, to like Sam. Three weeks now? Three weeks. Sammy Spring Training. He's like, hey, Sammy Spring Training, Sammy Spring Training. That's proof right there. Advertising on the radio. It does. It works, and it works well. Good morning, Sammy Spring Training. Good morning, gentlemen. Greetings from Peoria. Another beautiful morning here in Arizona. Yeah, it's real. Um, I would say in the last week, I have heard, I don't know, I don't know if it's been a dozen, but at least six to seven to eight people say to me, hey, Sammy Spring Training, yesterday it happened three times. It happened on one of the backfields, and it happened twice. At Peoria Sports Complex at the stadium. Now I've realized, so, uh, I've realized I, yeah. though that uh, as the regular season approaches, we're going to have to come up with a snappy new name because you're no longer going to be Sammy Spring Training uh, in the regular season. That's a good point. And Sammy, Sammy regular, regular season, season doesn't doesn't sound great. No. <laughs> Sam, champagne, Sammy, Sammy Champagne. Well, Sammy goes, oh, well the don't, champagne don't. I think, flows. Yeah, I mean, I think I think here, here's here's the problem with. Uh, Having any kind of moniker with champagne in it is if things <laughs> don't go well. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> that. But like, if if things don't go well, that's not going to look good for me. So that's for true. whatever credit I would get if they win, I would also get the blame if they lose. Isn't that so though the that. risk that you take for a killer, killer nickname like Sammy Champagne? I mean, that is like I like Champagne Sam. Champagne Sam is pretty good. But again. What if he goes to get another job and they're like, uh, why do they call you Champagne Sam? Is there something we need to be <laughs> aware of? Are you broadcasting with a giant oh. magnum uh, next to you the whole time? No, dude, it's it, we'll, we'll Wait, come up I, with something snazzy. Do you, do, you, do you guys want to know something that you may not realize? And I can't believe I'm saying this on the radio. <laughs> and it's it's going to sound Woods totally has this pumped. Yeah, I, have this, I have this ability to pull it out. <laughs> are, are you ready? Yes, are you ready, ready for this? Yes. I had in Amarillo, Texas, a very well-known nickname. Oh, yes. Any guess? No. Big Amarillo Sam. Blank Sam. <laughs> no. Well, the early one was Sam Amarillo, but that's not Sam what caught on. Sam Amarillo is brilliant! No, but that's not, that's not what caught on. Caught on. The one that caught on was Prince of the Panhandle. Prince of, Prince of the, the Texas Pan- Panhandle. How about this? Prince of the Panhandle. In fact, I have, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this right now and admitting to this. Somebody made me a, um, uh, not a painting, but like, uh, I don't know, it's a photo type thing that is uh, an out, that says uh, Prince of the Panhandle with a little heart where Amarillo is, and it, it, it hangs on my wall in my new apartment. I put yes, it up it like should. two months ago. How about why this? not? How about why this? not? <laughs> Sammy Diego. I was Sam Diego. Sam Diego. I like it. I Sam mean, Diego. Is Sam Morello is Sam really hard to beat. <laughs> I, you could have given me the whole day, and I couldn't have come up with Sam Morello. God, that is so genius. Prince That's of the Panhandle. Well, uh, Prince of Petco, we could do that. We can yeah. do Sam Diego, Sammy Diego. We'll work on it, Sammy. But it's good to talk to you. I like to hear it. your voice. And uh, <laughs> fill us in. What's the so, haps? Yeah, the news about uh, Juan Soto is actually still there. We expected him to leave yeah. for the WBC, but he's still there. Uh, Bob Melvin was talking about it. What What can you share with us, Sam? Well, I, I think the guys are leaving today because Manny did show up this morning at, at the complex, so I, I think they're heading out today. I think Nelson Cruz already um, headed out and is uh, on the way to Miami. 
Look, for Juan Soto, he was in the outfield working out today. Uh, I saw some agility-type drills. I saw him throw in the outfield. They didn't see everything he did. Um, You know, when Bob Melvin spoke about it this morning, I mean, it sounds like he's still going to go, but it doesn't sound like he's still going to go for sure. And, look, I I think just based on the idea that he's not departing today with the rest of everybody else does make you – wonder if there's a chance, I don't know if likelihood's the right word, but how much of a chance there is that he doesn't go. Now, with that said, I do believe the left calf issue is minor because he's been participating uh, in simulated games in the outfield. He hit a home run yesterday to left field, you know, with whatever he's dealing with. I mean, the only thing he really hasn't been doing is running, which is obviously significant. But he was out there today working out. They continue to say it was precautionary and it's minor. Um, But the fact that he's not going today and he's going to stay in Peoria for a couple of days or however long it is of of treatment does make you wonder if there's a chance or conversations going on about him potentially not playing. Um, So that's where we are right now. And, you know, I posted it on Twitter, uh, on the the fans' Twitter, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago. Um, You know, Bob Melvin didn't seem to have a a concrete answer as as far as whether he's going to play or not. It sounds like that's still the plan, but I'm intrigued to see what happens over the next couple of days because, you know, you would imagine over the course of this week, there would would probably have to be a decision. I mean, the, the World Baseball Classic isn't that long. And also, you know, I mean, I, I suppose there's a case to be made, you know, if you're the Padres, that if Juan's not truly 100% healthier, that calf is not feeling 100%, um, I would imagine there has to be some concern there. Um, so it's going to be an interesting few days to see what happens with that situation. But what we know is that he's working out today. He's he's going to test out running today. Um, and at least for the moment, he's not heading to Miami. I've got an idea. Hide his keys. <laughs> Don't let him go. Most people take an Uber to the airport. Hide his phone. <laughs> you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and make a prediction, which will probably be proven wrong in the next four days. I predict Juan Soto doesn't end up playing in the WBC, and here's why. I don't think the Padres will stop him. Not the Padres style to make, you know, just all unilateral decisions for their star players. They trust those guys. They trust their judgment, and they don't want to stop them from doing something that's important to them representing their country. But unlike, say, a Manny Machado or even a Nick Martinez, who already have their contract extensions in place, Juan Soto doesn't yet. And I think that will make a difference with him and Scott Boris when they're discussing the risks and the potential pitfalls. If, you know, his first at-bat in the WBC, he lines one to left field and takes three steps out of the box and winces or grabs at the back of his leg and then is out, you know, three or four months with something, it's just going to look really, really bad for everybody. Now, it could still happen. In my warped brain, though, I think, cool, we can get him for a discount. It could still happen in in Peoria. It could happen in a spring training game. It could happen in the first week of the season. But if it happens when he's in a Padres uniform, nobody says anything about it. He's going out. Try to give all he can for his team. It happens for the WBC. It's different. There's different. It's different. Well, there's, there's questions. There was a report this morning, Sammy and Ben and everybody else from en- Enrique Rojas. It says General Manager Nelson Cruz 
Juan Soto will stay training with the Padres until Thursday, and on Friday he will travel to Miami to join the Dominican Republic. He will train on Friday and, quote, should be fine. Long time between now and the Friday. World Classic. All right. Long time. I, I, I hope Ben's right at the end of the day. My I, prediction. We'll see. Right. Uh, okay. Sam Levitt is with us. Uh, Sam, is there any... Is there any separation in the race? Let's call it for the seventh starter now. Could be mm-hmm. could be a guy to fill in for Joe Musgrove. Could be a, a swing guy because Julio Tehran has not given up a run. Jay Groom, Jay Groom has looks not good. given up a run. Ryan Weathers yeah. looks like he's taking a step forward. Is anyone separating themselves from the pack? I get the feeling that Jay Groom may be that guy that's separating themselves. A, on the results. He's thrown six and two-thirds scoreless innings. His command at the start of the outing yesterday, wasn't as good as it's been, but he settled in and figured out a way to put up three scoreless innings, which is impressive. And I will tell you, I heard Bob Melvin talk about it yesterday. I heard him talk about it today. I feel like he really likes Jay Groom, and I feel like they're evaluating Jay Groom uh, pretty closely. And, and look, they know what kind of prospect he is and was and a first-rounder and, and has dealt with injuries, so there's clearly a, a high level of talent there. But, you know, there, there's there's definitely been a good impression on Bob Melvin and the front office. Um, look, Julio Tehran's been solid as well, but I look at it right now based on the results and, and kind of the, the tone of, of how Bob Melvin's talking about Jay Groom. To me, I, I think you have to take him very, very seriously as somebody who at the moment may be the leader if the Padres end up going with uh, with a you know a six man rotation at the start of the year if Joe Musgrove is not ready uh for opening day or whatever his first turn in the rotation would be you know look also with Jay Groom you know whether the Padres have Musgrove on that first turn through or not and and maybe they go with a five man until Joe comes back however they want to do it but hey Jay Groom could also be a guy that's you know, a long man and a swing man out of the bullpen. Um, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. So to me, Jay Groom at this point is the guy who has taken a real step forward. Tehran has been pretty good as well. Um, but I, I, I do believe Groom is, has really opened up some eyes here uh, in spring training, and he's going to continue to get opportunities to throw innings. And we'll see what happens. But I, I think that guy is Jake Room right now based on what he's done and, and what we're hearing. Talking to Sammy Spring Training live from Peoria, Arizona, uh, here on Ben and Woods this morning. I'm confused as all get out, Sam. I Every time I do watch a televised game, it seems that our starting second baseman, and I realize that Hassan Kim is already gone and he's in uh, playing with yeah. his Korean compatriots. Jake Cronenworth is the second baseman. Now, it was my understanding, and I think a lot of people's understanding, that Jake Cronenworth was going to get the majority of the reps at first base this season. Is there a particular reason why Crony keeps playing second and not first? My mind says, well, they're so comfortable with him at first, maybe he doesn't need reps, but I know that's not the case. So I don't don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I think part of it, guys, is that Matt. they're trying to get Matt Carpenter's feet under him a little bit and Carpenter's played first and remember Manny is going to the WBC I think what you may end up seeing over the course of the next couple of weeks is Carpenter play a bit of third base and Jake go to first base I, I do think you'll see Cronenworth at first base more because I'll be honest Woods I had the same question yesterday um, when I was thinking about it and seeing Cronenworth play second base and he's playing second base um, again today like you said 
Um, you know, I had the same question, but the sense I get in, in talking to some people is that it's, it's also about Matt Carpenter just kind of getting going and getting comfortable playing. Um, and, and it, you'll probably see Carpenter play some third and then Cronenworth go to first base. But I'm with you. I, I think it would be good to see Jake start to get some reps over there. And let's be honest. I mean, he's had one start over there. There's plenty of Cactus League games yeah. left. I can tell you, he's working over. Yeah, he's working over there. I saw. I saw it early in spring training. We did he too. did a lot of work over there. So um, you haven't. You're right. You haven't seen it a ton in the actual games, but I I do think that's coming. And I think part of it had to do with just the way things were set up this first week plus, and 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 the Matt Carpenter side of it as well. I do think he will play some more first base. And they wouldn't have signed Rugnet Odor if they didn't want to. You know. Have some body out yeah, there at some, second some base just to, to cover the position that they could that they could right. move guys around. Sammy, uh, great that's job. A, that's a great point. Did yep. get a, another suggestion here, which I kind of like from Jesus on a, on a nickname. How about Sammy Spring Training becomes Sammy One Sixty Two? Oh, I love that too. Once Sammy One Sixty Two. The season starts. That's like it's got kind of rolls off the tongue. Uh, yes, yes. Um, you can't take a day well, off would, if that's that, the case. But that, well, yeah, well, here's the thing. Like like last year, my goal was to do 162. I would have had 162 if not for uh, for getting a, a little sick uh, for a five-game span and having to miss. Sammy uh, so that didn't happen. Yes, I was Sammy 157 <laughs> plus postseason. I will tell you, though, I will tell you, I, I'm not going to be 162 this year because I, uh, I, have, I already have one – weekend that i know i'm not going to do so i think i'm going to be sammy 150 uh 159 yeah this year doesn't really um, work right then. now no. so but 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 that's a lot of games a lot of games we could still do sammy 162 i still Sam, think that I, would work. i got no problem with vacations yeah no kidding <laughs> we know <laughs> Take him, uh, take him when you can get him. Weeks from now. Take him. Vacation number one is on the horizon. Take him when you can get him. Sam, thank you so much. Uh, have another good week. We'll talk to you tomorrow, of course, from Peoria. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate Sam it. Levin on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet find new roads. Polly has some great John Miller audio oh. for us in the Rindle Report coming up next. Pettiness 101. Don't go anywhere. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 